Grace and peace in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first-time visitor, it is a joy to be able to worship with all of you this day. Friends, every year we have the privilege of being able to be led in worship by the youth of MPC. Today we would love to be together in person in our sanctuary for this day. But for the safety of the youth and for one another, we have decided to do a pre-recorded worship service instead. And even though this year is different, what is the same is the strong spirit of our youth and the creative articulation of their faith, which expands ours. So I invite you to open your hearts to the ways God is calling you this day in the voices and faith of our youth. Let us worship God together. Please turn to your bulletin and join me in our responsive call to worship. We gather around the words of Christ. Come and follow me. We gather around the voice of the Spirit. Come and follow me. We gather to follow God into the world. Let us worship God together. The proof of God's amazing love is this. While we are far from perfect, we know that there is nothing we can do or not do to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Let us then approach the throne of grace with boldness that we may receive mercy for our faults and grace to help in our time of need. Trusting in God's forgiveness and inseparable love, let us confess our sins before God using the prayer of confession as it is written in your bulletin. O holy God, you called your disciples to drop their nets and follow you, yet we are hesitant to drop the tools and comforts of our lives. We distract ourselves from your call with busyness, stress, and worry. We tangle ourselves in webs of racism, sexism, and hatred that disguises itself as fear. Forgive us, O Lord, and by your forgiveness, open our ears to hear your voice saying to us, follow me. While it is true that we have sinned, it is a greater truth that we have been forgiven through God's love in Jesus Christ. To all who humbly seek the mercy of God, I say, in Jesus Christ, your sin is forgiven. Together, let us proclaim the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Oh. Hello there, young friends. It's great to see you there. I was just about to call somebody on my phone, but that can wait for a little bit. I'm glad that you're here. Because in our Bible story today, God, Jesus, is calling the disciples. And just like how we call people on our phone, Jesus calls the disciples and Jesus calls us too. Sometimes we call people on our, on our phones. 
and we ask people what's going on. We ask them for news and we also update them on what we're doing. Maybe meet up and, and do things together. Jesus is the same way in our Bible story for today. The disciples are out there fishing in, on a lake and Jesus doesn't have a phone. So instead he uses his mouth and shouts really loudly to the disciples. He tells them the good news about God and about how God loves all of us. And he has them meet up with him to follow him in their ministry together. So that way they can tell as many people as they can and be a family and to show God's love in the world. And so today we're going to hear from some of our seniors in high school and they're going to tell us about how God calls us in our lives, just like Jesus calls the disciples and just like we call our friends on the phone. And so when we as Christians, how we're called by God is we can hear God through other people talking to us or through Bible stories, words and images and things that make us feel a certain way in, in, our, in Bible stories. And also when we pray, we can hear God's still small voice telling us how much God loves us and, and what God wants us to do. So we're going to listen out for those things and I hope you can do the same. Do you think you could do that? Okay, great. Let's pray together. Please repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you for calling us to your love. And we pray that you help us hear you always. Amen. Till next time, young friends. As we turn now to the hearing of scripture, let us prepare our hearts and minds with prayer. Let us pray. Living God, help us to hear your holy word with open hearts so that we may truly understand and in understanding that we may believe and in believing that we may follow in all faithfulness and obedience, seeking your honor and glory in all that we do. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. Listen for the word of the Lord. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting nets into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As they went a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boats mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I was younger, as many of you know, my mother got diagnosed with brain cancer for the second time in her life. Immediately, the church reached out its hand to our family. 
People would drive my mother and I to and from her doctor's appointments, babysit my sisters and I, or just pray for our family. After many months, unfortunately, my mom lost her fight to this disease. My family was now left how to figure out how to navigate life with a single father and three daughters. We realized yet again we were not alone. The church seemed to have opened up its arms and given the whole Stover family love. People were constantly bringing food to the house and taking my sisters and I to school, just anything they could do to help out. I realized this church community was not only a congregation, but also a family. To this day, the church still shows how much of a family they are. Even though we received the help when my mom was sick, I am still affected by her death today. Sometimes I find myself talking to her when I am trying to fall asleep, am confused about a situation, or I just miss her. There are people in this church who told me that they still talk to my mom, and it taught me how to stay connected with her. Through my connection with my mom, I have found myself even closer to God with the help through this church. Not only have I been lucky enough to feel God's love, I've also been lucky enough to give God's love to someone else through the church. Last summer, I was able to go on the mission trip to West Virginia for the first time. We worked on a family's property that contained two houses. There was a little girl who lived in one of them named Skylar. She had blonde hair and bright blue eyes and I immediately loved her. She had so much fun whenever she was able to be with us and we loved being with her just as much. I felt so honored to be helping make this little girl's house just a little bit better. I knew she would always remember those people who came and painted her bedroom walls just like how I always remembered how the church helped my family when my mother passed away. On one of the last nights in West Virginia, we have a candlelight service that is a very peaceful event. At this service, I receive the cross necklace that everyone gets the first time they go on the trip. I receive my necklace from Miss Becker. Both of us were extremely emotional. She was crying before she walked over and I looked at her face and immediately started crying with her. That moment was something I will never forget about in my entire life. I looked at the people sitting around me that were a part of this church and it felt like we were a family. I felt accepted and loved by every person sitting in that circle. I looked at the mountains behind us and the beautiful color of the sunset and then the stars that shone brighter than any other night sky I had seen in my life. And I realized what God is to me. He is the beautiful scenery we find ourselves in in the middle of every day. The smile of a young child when they're happy and the love from someone who might not actually be your family, but they definitely feel like they are. In the scripture passage, Mark 1, 14 to 20, Jesus proclaims the good news. The time has come, he says. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus walked through Galilee and told his first disciples to follow him. Without hesitation, the disciples put their full trust into Jesus and followed him without asking any questions. In order to feel like a family, we have to trust each other. The disciples trust Jesus the same way I trust the church. 
or how Skylar trusted me. Just like the way we have trust in God and that he is always there with us, even if we have never seen him with our own eyes. It's 7.30 at night and I'm home alone. I walk barefoot aimlessly around my house, willing myself to feel the numbness that I was so accustomed to. The numbness that has saved me from countless nights of intrusive thoughts, which brought about a pain that I cannot describe with words. But this numbness, this emptiness, wasn't saving me today. Thoughts begin to tear me down from the inside out. I can't do this anymore. I'm not who I used to be. I used to be better. I used to be good enough. Why can't I be good enough? This reckless, endless stream of detrimental phrases transfer to a physical ailment, and I am no longer in control. My arms and hands are shaking, and my legs feel weak and powerless. My chest contracts, and I'm stuck grasping myself tighter and tighter in an effort to make everything disappear. My eyes are squeezed shut, trying to block out the world around me. The liquid in my veins turns to lead, and I cannot hold up the body that is no longer mine. I sink to my knees, and with tears streaming down my cheeks and blurring my vision, I turn my face skyward and cry out, Why me, God? Why me? God, help me. Please, God, help me. And everything stopped. There was no emptiness, no numbness, but a sense of calm that covered my mind like a blanket and wrapped up my heart in a hug. A calm that could be described by none other than the presence of God. That night was simultaneously one of the worst and best days of my entire life. I had a panic attack, a bad one, one that I cannot seem to ignore. It was brought about by the pressures of life and my own mind. The stress of school and the expectations placed upon me plagued my mind and forced me into thinking that I had to be perfect. It was an obsession. I was addicted into being as close to perfection as I could physically, emotionally, and mentally be. But like both addictions, there was a result not to be desired. I felt as if I had to go through it alone because I felt so completely and utterly alone. All the hustle and bustle of my life, of all of our lives, gets in the way of so many more important things like family and laughter and memories and God. That was one, that was one of the best nights of my life because I finally understood that God is there for me. He is there and will help and guide me through any and every situation I encounter. I only need to slow down and simplify my life and not let insignificant things get in the way of aspects of my life that mean the most. That night I felt emotions that will not quickly be forgotten that will plague my mind like a weed for years to come. 
but I also learned a great truth. I learned that God is always there for me. A lesson that I had been told and taught ever since I can remember, but knowing and understanding are two different things. I can now see and understand God in every situation that I stop and think and give him the chance to be seen. In the summer after that night, I would walk down to the park almost every day. I would sit underneath a tree and just watch. I would watch the insects crawl around in the blades of grass. I would watch the breeze bend the tips of the trees. I would watch the birds flying from branch to branch playing games with each other. But mostly I'd watch the sky. The colors and the clouds and the sun, a symphony of sights like music to my eyes. That's when I see God the most, when the sky plays music for me to watch. It's a beautiful sight with the most beautiful feeling to accompany it. That feeling, the feeling that God is there, is one that surpasses any experience or emotion I have ever felt. Purely and simply, it is the complete grace of God. I can recall lying under that tree and looking up, the sun painting the branches gold as a halo of light traced the leaves. That's when I knew that nothing I could do would stop him from loving me. I carry God's grace with me everywhere as a reminder that he is always there. He is there for me and for you, and you can see it and feel it and know it and understand it and live through it every day. You just have to look. Our scripture passage for the day shares a lot of similarities with this story I've told you. God simply walked up to the fishermen and told them, Come, follow me. These fishermen had been hard at work, laboring the day away, and God told them, Come, follow me. And they did. They dropped their nets and followed God. The stress of the day rolled off their backs, and they knew that everything was going to be okay. I, like these fishermen, labored either physically or mentally day after day, and then God called to me and said, Come, follow me. And I did. And like those fishermen, the stress rolled right off my back, and I knew that everything was going to be okay. God provides so much peace and serenity, and all you have to do is know that he is there. God's grace and unconditional love stays with you forever. With this great understanding, I know to live simply and truly to the important things in my life and to know that God is always there, thoroughly and unconditionally.
Please turn to your bulletin and join me as we affirm our faith through the words of a brief statement of faith, a confession of the Presbyterian Church. Together, let us state what we believe. We trust in Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God. Jesus proclaimed the reign of God, preaching good news to the poor and release to the captives, teaching by word and deed and blessing the children, healing the sick and binding up the brokenhearted, eating with outcasts, forgiving sinners, and calling all to repent and believe the gospel. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, setting us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor and binds us together with all believers in one body of Christ, the Church. The same Spirit who inspires the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture, engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls God's people to all ministries of the Church. Beloved of God, for the next few minutes, let us sit in God's presence as we reflect on the words of the hymn printed in your bulletin as a response to the word read and proclaimed this day. This time is an opportunity for us to be connected by God's presence in all of the many places that we are worshiping today. Let us open our hearts and our minds to the gift of God's presence.
Let us pray. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So we come to you this day, O God, with prayers of thanks and prayers of help. It is truly right to glorify you and give you thanks, God our Creator. For you alone are God, living and true, dwelling in everything that is both living and non-living, fountain of life and source of all goodness. You made all things and filled them with your blessing. You created them to rejoice in the splendor of your radiance. We praise you for the creation of plants and animals, creation of every civilization, creation of humanity, creation of homes and habitats and ecosystems, creation of everyone here in the service and all around the world who worship you. Almighty God, you loved the world so much that you sent your only son to be our savior. He lived as one of us and in doing so opened a pathway that no mere human could. So we pray to you, O oh God, for our community and for our world, for people under stress and unable to deal with their difficulties, for those who seek comfort in ways that bring no help, for those who are fearful. Give us grace to show by our concern and actions how each is loved and valued by you. Send the Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that the sharing of our time and faith may do good work in the world, that our siblings and families may know love, that our nation may know healing, that all who are weary and carrying hairy burdens may hear your gentle voice calling us to a life of fullness and compassion. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. God is the beautiful scenery we find ourselves in, in the middle of every day. The smile of a young child when they're happy, and the love from someone who might not actually be your family, but definitely feel like they are. God is here for me and for you, and you can see it and feel it and know it and understand it and live through it every day. You just have to look. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, and with those whom you're called to love, this day and forevermore. Amen. I'm a little soul, God can use me.